More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, day 180. Yep, day 193. If you're counting the days since Joe Biden promised he'd never abandon uh, Americans, well, he has, and he's done it, and uh, it's worse than ever. You know, the White House is now telling people, they're now admitting that if you know somebody in Ukraine and they don't get out now, before the minor incursion, the green light that Joe gave Vladimir Putin, uh, they're not going to lift a finger to help you. They're saying it. Why should they, by the way, after they got no pushback except from people like me? A few of us still remember the people, our fellow Americans held hostage in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Now, some people said to me, Hannity, you're the only one. You can't stop the countdown. We're not stopping the countdown. But it's so sad. Anyway, we'll get uh, into that. We have an update. How is it possible? I look in the paper today and I see a picture. And the picture is of people in New York about a mile long waiting online in cold weather to get a COVID test because we don't have enough COVID tests. We still don't have them. The monoclonal antibodies that were readily available all throughout this crisis until joe biden found out about him and then the federal government bought up every bit of glasgow smine uh um, glass glaxo smith klein citrovimab which works on omicron and now we now we have a shortage now you can't find them these new antivirals that these doctors are raving about which i don't know a hell of a lot about can't get them either you can't get tests. You can't get monoclonal antibodies, which are the gold standard. You can't get the antivirals. Uh, try try getting your doctor to prescribe hydroxychloroquine even. Where there's numerous uh, studies that have shown, well, if taken early, it can mitigate symptoms. It's not as good as monoclonal antibodies by any stretch. Nobody's saying it is. You would think that you'd mass produce these things. You'd think that they learned something from Donald Trump that could be useful to them. But apparently not. You know, what's interesting that that's going on now, and I'll play it later in the program. You got Beto O'Rourke, the same guy that was out there bragging that, uh, hell yeah, we're going to take away your assault weapons. Now he's saying, I'm not interested in taking guns away. I want to protect the Second Amendment. You can't make this up. Now, why is that? I'll give you the answer in a second. You know, why is it that Democrats now are trying to scramble and reverse course on their draconian COVID restrictions. Why are they doing that at this time? Why all of a sudden has that now become important? Why is the mass mandate going away, although not for children in New York, unfortunately, it's it's so nuts, because there's an election coming up. Why is Joe Biden out there acting like he's pro-police and never said uh, he supports redis- redirecting funds away from the police and police have become the enemy? You know, because they're trying to create a perception. They want to get reelected. So the big lie is, well, we don't support draconian shutdowns. Uh, no, no, no. We're not for the mask mandate, the vaccine mandate. All their positions now are beginning to very quickly shift. 
They don't seem to care. Oh, and we're not we're not going to take away your assault weapons. I don't hear them talking about socialism anymore. I don't hear them talking about defund, dismantle, no bail laws anymore. I don't hear Kamala Harris praising the LAPD for cutting their budget for police officers anymore. I don't hear any of this. And that's because power trumps everything. No Trump pun intended for them. By the way, we do have another Omicron subvariant, BA.2. I don't know what that means. Anyway, it's the, the, the scary thing about this, according to public health experts. Now, this is very early information and data. But if we're going to follow how Delta went and we're going to follow how Omicron went, it usually hit the other countries first. Specifically, the country I watch more closely is the U.K., And right now, according to public health experts in both Denmark and the UK, the variant appears to be 30 to 34 percent more infectious than the original Omicron variant. Now, there's a Danish study that also finds that this new Omicron variant, it was more. I don't want to say better. It was. But that's what the article says. It says relatively better at infecting vaccinated people. It's an awkward way they wrote it, but what they're saying is it indicates the subvariant has a greater immune has greater immune evasive properties. Now, you know, then they go on to push the vaccine aspect of it. But that would mean, you know, Joe said, "We never saw Omicron coming." How do you not see Omicron coming when you just had Delta and all the deaths associated with Delta? How is it you don't mention monoclonal antibodies till you give your vaccine mandate speech and only because Governor Ron DeSantis and some other governors uh, decided because Delta became the first variant where people fully vaccinated were having all these breakthrough cases. So the next logical step would be therapeutics. Florida led the way with these monoclonal antibody centers all throughout Florida and anybody that had any kind of risk factor. Anybody that needed them was given monoclonal antibody infusions and many, many lives were saved. I don't know a single person. And I have I have helped many, many now at this point, hundreds of people. You know, they call well, what did that Hannity say again on the radio and TV? I, I know I'm repeating myself because most people don't. It's not top of mind monoclonal antibodies, you know, or citrovimab from you know, GlaxoSmithKline is the one that works best on the Omicron variant. You know, that they've pulled. This is mind numbing to me. I cannot believe the FDA has now taken back emergency authorization use for the Regeneron and Eli Lilly. They, they, they still allow GlaxoSmithKline, uh, but the government's buying all of the doses and they are just giving it out like piecemeal. Anybody that wants it should get it. This is the problem with COVID. And we had 500,000 deaths from Omicron worldwide that we know of, recorded deaths. The problem is, and this is where I urge everybody to study, learn, have a plan. If God forbid something happens, know your unique medical history, know your current condition, um, and take it seriously. 500,000 dead people is a lot of dead people. And I don't want anyone in this audience to die. And again, if I test people, most people are getting it wrong when we ask them. We're doing it behind the scenes, too. And I'm just trying to get a feel for how deeply 
my advice is penetrating. I'd say we're at, what, 30, 40 percent penetration that people can immediately say what my advice is. If you get a positive test, Linda, is that a fair percentage? I think we're getting there. Yeah. Okay, we're getting there. Now, it was zero when we started, but nobody else. Fauci's not talking about it. He's useless. The NIH is useless. The CDC is useless. Walensky is useless. You know, Joe doesn't know what day it is. He's completely useless. Kamala Harris is useless. None of these people went to medical school. That's why I always say consult your doctor, ask your doctor, you test positive, but ask an intelligent question. uh, Do I qualify for monoclonal antibodies? And by the way, I understand that if I have the Omicron variant, that the GSK citrovimab is better than Regeneron or Eli Lilly's version of monoclonal antibodies. You know, you say that to your doctor, your doctor is going to look at you like, how the hell do you know that? And you could say, I listen to the Sean Hannity show. Uh, no, it's not that. I just don't want people to get sick and die from this thing because we can prevent it. But all these changes are now happening. All of a sudden, now Beto Bozo O'Rourke is not coming for your AR-15. Now the Democrats are acting like they never supported defund, dismantle, no bail laws. That's what they're doing. House Democrats re-election chair calls for rolling back COVID restrictions to give people their lives back. No, he's calling for it to give us politician our careers back. California's indoor mask mandate will end next week for vaccinated people. Even Gavin Newsom is getting in. Uh, in New York, they're lifting it in New York City, but not for children. The people less susceptible to any real effects or impact of COVID. They're suddenly pivoting um, and they're doing it for pure political reasons on all of these. Now, if you're looking at it from a purely political standpoint, Okay, let's say they can change perceptions somewhat on their draconian measures on COVID. Okay, they can lie. They can try and pull that off. They'll take their foot off our neck for a few months and leading into the election. Let's say that they convince some people that they're really pro-police. Maybe Bozo Beto can convince some people that he's really pro-Second Amendment. We know he's full of Adam Schiff. Um, and, and But they can't do anything about the border, can they? Because they're not going to go back to the Trump policies. They can't do anything about the 40-year inflation high, which I'm going to talk about next. They can't do anything um, about the high cost of energy that they caused by artificially reducing the supply as the demand remains constant. There's nothing they can do, you know, sending 3,000 troops to East to uh, to Europe and having 8,500 troops on a heightened state of readiness and preparedness isn't going to do a thing if Putin decides to go into Ukraine. It's meaningless. It is all for show. It's all a distraction. Why do you think they wanted to only talk about January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th? Um, and they won't ask the key questions about January 6th. Now, I've got five people in the room, three of which have told me on two separate occasions that Donald Trump authorized up to 20,000 troops, National Guard troops, to be called up. Now, he is legally obligated to do that before the Speaker of the House, who would then have the full jurisdiction to do it, not Donald Trump, and the mayor of D.C., then Muriel Bowser. Nobody's asking them, why didn't you call them up? We just came off a summer of 574 riots. We just, you know, why did no? You knew that tensions were running high in the country. You knew that you had hundreds of thousands of people protesting at the Capitol. They're not going to ask that question. Predetermined outcome, as I've been telling you. It's 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 so transparent, so obvious 
what it is that they're doing. And it's it's pure politics. Fauci, the U.S. is heading out of full blown pandemic phase. Uh, hopefully mandates end soon, but he doesn't support it. The CDC director is now deferring to Democratic governors. Well, when Republicans governors did it, you know, two weeks earlier, it was a disaster. It was people are going to die. Now, Democratic governors like Murphy in New Jersey and Hochul in New York, whatever her name is, the the fill-in governor. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But it's, you know, typical. This is what election years bring us. Now, I'm going to give you the bad news, but I've been telling you about the bad news. There's actually some good news. Joe Biden's real clear politics average has now sunk into the 30s. Now, to get there with phony, fake, pro-Biden polls, to have the real clear politics average be below 40 is a disaster in the making. But his inflation rate hit a brand new record high. And guess who's going to pay for that? You are. All right. But by the way, my buddy Scott Shannon is coming to the program today. Uh, We're going to talk about he's got an incredible documentary. Uh, This guy is an amazing broadcaster. Worst to first, the true story of Z100 New York. Um, He took the station in one book to first place. It's incredible. Also, Dr. Tyson, Dr. Zinberg on these changes, why we don't have tests, monoclonals and antivirals. More than a movie is back with season two of the award winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Gas prices across the U.S. surging to the highest level in eight years. And by the way, it's going to go higher now that we're near 100 bucks for a barrel of oil because there's a lag time. The oil, the gas that you're putting in your car, uh, that barrel of oil was bought a long time ago. And it's been refined and then then shipped to your favorite gas station. 
So there's a lag time between the price of a barrel of oil and, and what you feel at the pump. Uh, anyway, 347 on Wednesday, average price of gasoline, according to AAA, up eight cents from the previous week. Remember when all the, the you know Democrats on fake news, CNN, gas went down a penny. It went down two pennies. I, okay, we were paying two bucks a gallon when Trump was president. Who can afford this? And then everything else you buy is costing more. Now you add that to the U.S. inflation accelerating now to 7.5%, now reaching a brand new four-decade high. This is not good for anybody. Even Joe Manchin is warning that Joe Biden's runaway inflation can no longer be ignored. He sounded the alarm early today, emphasizing that Congress should not add more fuel to an economy already on fire. He said inflation is draining the hard-earned wages of every American, causing real and severe economic pain that can no longer be ignored. It's beyond time for the Fed, the Federal Reserve, to tackle this issue head-on, and Congress and the administration must proceed with caution before adding more fuel to an economy already on fire. He's right. Joe Manchin is right. And you know what? Democrats have no idea Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema did them a huge favor. Because if Build Back Broke would have been put in place, it would have been a, 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 an even far worse disaster. Ten-year Treasury yields now top 2% for the first time. Uh, higher inflation, there was an analysis in the Wall Street Journal, is costing you <clears throat> at least $250 a month on average. Now, who's feeling it the most? The people that Democrats and socialists all say they have compassion for, the poor and the middle class. Now, some Democrats... They secretly like high price of energy because then it 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 advances their Green New Deal socialism mantra. That's how out of touch they are. Anyway, no let up inside. Look, I, you all see it yourself. If you like me and you like to go grocery shopping, I don't know why I like grocery shopping, but I like grocery shopping. You see it. You know, I'm I'm on a paleo diet. I eat meat, one salad a day, one vegetable a day. That's it every day. I vary the meat between chicken, beef, and pork, and and chopped meat. That's still beef, but you know what I mean. And that's all I eat. So now it's it's literally the worst in over 40 years. It's unbelievable, and it's impacting the poor and the middle class the most, and I don't see any signs that this is going to get better. I don't think they have a way to make it better. The single best thing they could do would be on energy, but they, they're not going to do it because – the radical new green dealers now run, literally run the entire government. And whatever they say goes. Joe's not going to go against them. You know, Pelosi's not going to go against them. Schumer's not going to go against them. Schumer's afraid AOC might primary her in New York. Nancy Pelosi knows that if the squad says she's out, she's going to be out. Congress declares bipartisan breakthrough on government funding. Gee, great. We're only $30 trillion in debt. I'm sure they're going to balance the budget in no time. Um, anyway, Pelosi wants any stock trading ban to be government-wide. Oh, if I'm going to be punished, we're going to punish the rest of you. Um, scary news. I meant to get into this when it came out yesterday, the day before. I can't even remember. I told you about this powerful new spyware called Pegasus. It's, it is front and center. It is a huge controversy in Israel where apparently... The Israeli members of the Israeli government intel community, I don't know exactly who, 
use this new technology, Pegasus. Now, it's so powerful. It can spy on you and and hear your conversations. It's so powerful. It can videotape you from your own phone. And you don't, you're, you're, all you have to have is your phone on. It's so powerful that using it, they can download every single thing that's inside of your phone. It's the most powerful spyware ever created. And this is the danger, I said, if we don't hold the people that abuse power and were corrupt, that used Hillary Clinton's dirty misinformation Russian dossier to spy on Donald Trump. Well, now we have the we now we have our FBI buying Pegasus. And that's a dangerous moment for this country because we never held the people accountable that lied to the FISA court to spy on candidate Trump and President Trump. So why would they hold back with Pegasus now that they have that tool of spyware? Anyway, on top of that, we have a bulletin that was issued by the Department of Homeland Security. That's Mayorkas's Homeland Security addressed the terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. Listen closely to this. In it, the country is being described as being in a heightened threat environment due to factors like online content featuring, quote, false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories. Oh, they must be talking about Adam Schiff, Rachel Maddow, the biggest purveyors of election lies in the history of the country, and other forms of mis-, dis-, and malinformation introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. He goes on, the threat actors are accused of seeking to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially lead to acts of violence. Citizens are also warned of mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence by those acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances. Remember, the FBI is going to what go to school board meetings and look into whether mommies and daddies mad at the school board and yelling at the school board for draconian mask mandates. Uh, they're going to be investigated as domestic terrorists. This is this is madness. Then the bulletin also designates individuals, small cells motivated by a range of foreign and or domestic grievances, often cultivated through the consumption of certain online content as a primary terrorism related threat to the country. The conversion of violent extremist ideologies, false or misleading narratives, conspiracy theories have and will all continue to contribute to a heightened threat of violence in the U.S., it says. Now, it says both unsubstantiated widespread election fraud. Now they're getting specific. What do you mean, Stacey Abrams? Maybe maybe Adam Schiff? Maybe Hillary Clinton? Because they're all guilty of that, but we know who they're talking about. But they could be just as guilty as anybody else. Uh, with what they're accusing others of the coronavirus listed as examples grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks in 2021 the introduction of 5g 5g cell technology let me tell you what you're not getting here this is a complete this, this should this, this should scare the the living adam schiff out of you because what they're saying is, if you don't have the right ideas, you dare to express them, you're going to be in trouble. You know, we got to look at you as a potential, you know, purveyor of misinformation. And if you're a purveyor of what we determine to be misinformation, you're going to be a terror threat. That's frightening. Linda, have you followed the case of this young Russian teen skater, Phenom, 
I did uh, see that. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Camila Valivia. Valiva, Why don't we just whatever. call her the Russian Olympian skater? Okay, 15 years old, Russian skating <laughs> sensation. Apparently, according to reports, failed a drug test taken before the team competition. Uh, and like all other Russian athletes at this year's games, is competing as under the Russian Olympic Committee team member. Because remember, the committee, the IOC, um, was slapped with a four-year international competition ban in 2019 for rampant doping. Anyway, this news of this test controversy. Now, there's interesting things here. The reports label her a legal issue, and the International Testing Agency conducting the drug testing in Beijing issued a statement saying they're aware of the reports. Any announcement connected to these events would always be publicly issued by on the ITA's website, not commented on otherwise. No such announcement has been made published to this date. Now, I just have reasons- a question. I have a simple question. Yeah. Have you seen Rocky Four? Yeah. Have you seen Drago? Yeah. Did you see the doping that went on in that movie? <laughs> is it any mystery that this is happening? I'm just saying that. What is that? 1984. We've known well, this for years. So they so they slap the team with the with they slap Russia with a four year ban, but then they let the athletes compete under the Russian Olympic Committee as if there's some kind of ban. That's not a ban. It's crazy. We got Russian people doping. We're having the Olympics in a communist country. I mean, what do we expect? Are we expecting people to play fair by the rules? This 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 is not well, a mystery, people. But here's where it gets interesting. Because of her age, she's listed by the World Anti-Doping Agency to be a protected person. We may never know the truth about what happened here. How crazy is that? Now, listen, everybody is silent. Nobody wants to take on China. The idea that Joe's answer is, well, they have different norms than us. Um, you mean taking over Taiwan is a different norm? Uh, genocide is a different norm. Unleashing COVID is a different norm. Forced labor camps and, and treatment of the Uyghurs is a different norm. Oppression in Hong Kong is a different norm. Uh, flying fighter jets over Taiwan airspace every second that they can is a different norm. No, it's not any of that. I'm just going to say, I don't think that crack pipe Joe should be the benchmark of what is considered normal. I just want to put it out there. I think that's a good thing to put out there. Oh, and the DHS is warning police of trucker protests around the Super Bowl and the State of the Union. Now, by the way, and I'm urging all you truckers that I know a lot of you are listening. We have more listeners in Canada than we've ever had before. Please remain peaceful. And if there's any lunatics in your midst, call them out and don't be a part of it. Because what you're doing now is so effective that you're having a, a dramatic impact, not just in Canada and the U.S., but all the way in New Zealand and all across Europe. And, you know, the DHS warning that the trucker protests in the U.S. could begin on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I don't know what to tell you if that happens, you know, because ticket Super Bowl tickets are expensive. I paid for some in the past. I'm not going to the Super Bowl this year. I have no desire to go to the Super Bowl anymore. I'd rather watch it at home on TV in the comfort of my own house. Everyone leave me alone. What are you going to eat? I'm going to eat. eat I mean, we could talk about it tomorrow, too. But I mean, just like a little preview. I'll tell you what I'm going to. I know you're going to eat that crap. What am I going to eat? That disgusting avocado. Whatever. I'm guacamole. Are you talking about guacamole? That's made from avocados. I don't like the texture of avocados. 
I don't know why. But why? It's so good for you. I, I'll tell you what I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat my guy food. I'm going to eat probably ribs. I make my own. I don't put sauce on them. Uh, how do you put, how steak. do you cook them then? It's a dry rub. No, no, no. Well, I put my own. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty simple. I put garlic, salt, pepper, and chili pepper on it. Yeah, that's and then I broil it. No, okay. chili. It's not dry rub. It's the dry rub is dry rub. It's your chili own pepper. dry rub. You can make your my, own. Right, and I do the same thing, the same mix for steak, and the same mix for chicken wings, and the same mix for chicken cutlets. And, and you know, maybe I'll eat my, my salad or my spinach like Popeye told me to do. I think you would like to know that I'm actually making something not healthy for no a way. Super Bowl party. What are you making? I'm making a buffalo chicken dip, and then I'm making football cookies. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want America to know that there are days where you break, and this is one of them. Now, are you going to eat them, or is this for like No, Mr. no, no. I'm just serving it. I'm not going to eat I'm going to put that crap in my body. This is for, I'm just going to give it to other people. All right. The, the, you're doing this because there's nobody that's going to tolerate the crap you would otherwise serve. <laughs> I'm going to have avocado on the side yeah, for me. Exactly. <laughs> nobody, if anyone was there, they'd be like, uh, all right, what's the number of the nearest pizza place that delivers? Exactly. There's, know, Linda's, there's Linda's corner of the table, and here's the By rest the way, for all the I hate to tell people. them, I'll warn them, on my, I'll warn them now. They're still probably going to order pizza. No, that's day, not true. Yes, because if you're making it, it's not going to be really good, fun Super Bowl food. It's not. I'm following a recipe from the Pioneer Woman. It's going to be fantastic. I'm following a recipe from the Pioneer Woman. Loving you ever seen the, the Pioneer Woman? She's amazing. Okay, amazing. Just, uh, just amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, but it's amazing. Clearly. That's all I'll say. By the way, our friend Scott Shannon, the voice of this uh, radio program, is going to check in with us later. He's got an incredible documentary out, if you love radio as much as I do. Um, it's about his life, and it's just an incredible story from last place to first place, worst to first, the true story of Z100 New York. He is the creator of Morning Zoo Radio, still, still used by thousands of stations in the morning all across the country. Just a phenomenal friend and broadcaster. Uh, when we come back, why are we still short on tests? Why is it they're not mass-producing monoclonal antibodies? Where's Operation Warp Speed for these things? Where are the antivirals that they keep telling us are so good? Every doctor I talk to says it. Why? Why, why are they allowing this to happen? Why are we allowing it to happen? More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.